This is a production of KMmedia.pro. Welcome back to Positive Talk Radio. Our goal is simple, to explore evolving ideas one conversation at a time. So come on over into our world. I know you'll like it, because on today's show... Today's show, we are featuring a wonderful young lady who has had a lot of things happen in her life and has come out the other side and is doing really well. Her name is uh, June Edward, and she is a relationship mastery expert. She is a psychic medium, and she's also had that rare experience of having an NDE, and we're going to talk about all of that right now. But first, I want to double-check and see if Eric's if we've conquered technology. Well, you can never truly conquer technology. <laughs> <laughs> you sound it just keeps evolving. You sound like yourself again. Excellent. Yeah, it looks like uh, we had a little setting change on our computer here, but uh, we've taken care of that, so that's positive. I hope you had a good Christmas. I hope you did. I hope you did. I did. How about yourself? I had a very quiet Christmas. It, it was, you know, I've got one one child that's in London. And the other one's a couple hours away. So um, I just kind of hung out and, and uh, talked on the phone. Silent night, holy night. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> you can't keep a good silent man down. There you go. So very good. And uh, I want to thank you very much for uh, being here, Eric. And uh, why don't we go ahead and we'll talk to June Edward right now. June, how are you today? I'm fantastic. How are you? I'm really good. We had a great time the last time we chatted, and uh, I'm looking forward to another one today as well. I am as well. So there. Uh, did you have a nice Christmas? I had a fantastic Christmas. I spent it with nice? mostly friends and some family. Yeah, it was great. Isn't that nice? And it's always it's always good that when you can get family and friends together, and everybody has a good time. And yeah. and uh, sometimes though, you know the 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 universe or somebody steps in and and creates something that we don't want in the holiday season and and that happens to a lot of us and i got a question i, I want to ask you about that a little bit later in the show but okay. first i want to talk to you about first of all if you want to learn more about june edward go to juneedward.com and uh, you can find out all about her she's a speaker she does workshops she's an author she's a psychic medium um she's a near-death survivor um, you've done a lot in your you know, short little life there. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to think it was a short little life, but, you know, like a lot of people, I'm heading up on that last third, I think. <laughs> I, I was, uh, I was reading a magazine today and it was a 75 year old woman. And she was saying, when they say that you're a young 70 and you're an old 80, believe them because that's the way it goes. It's just, this is true. And, this is true. You know? And, and so she was, she was lamenting the fact that it's, it's almost over, you know, it's, it's kind of like the last 30 minutes of the movie. But if you know what, it's just the end of this episode because there is life after life. It's that simple. Exactly. And we're going to talk about that as well. You're you're hitting all the hot buttons of, of what <laughs> I like to talk about because I really believe that if you understand that this is part of an ongoing experience that survives our physical death 
as uh, as some would say, you know, it's like our cars dying, but we get out of our car and we go get into another car, uh, exactly. kind of. Thing. <laughs> and that's and and so it seemed really is fun to talk about those concepts because I I really think it's empowering, don't you? Be nice if we could upgrade while we're still here, but you know, we didn't pick the Porsche, we picked the Volkswagen, or you know, <laughs> the old exactly. Jeep. So we're stuck with whatever we've got for a body, and we've got to make the best of that. <laughs> yeah, and oh, you know, like in like what happens with a car over time, it gets dings and gets scratches and gets all of that until finally it says, "I'm done, can't do it anymore." Um, <laughs> but in any event, you've been psychic from your from being a real little girl. And you knew you were you were psychic, but mediumship came later. But something happened that I want to touch on when you were 27 years old. Can you describe that for us? Sure. So they call it a near-death experience specifically because scientists name it that because they can't quantify it yet. When they can, they'll change the name and call it a death experience. And that's what I always thought of it as, a death experience, because I know that I died. And I was going in for medical procedure. They were doing an MRI test on me the night before with a contrast dye. And I'd had it once before. I had a very bad reaction to it. And I told them that I thought I was allergic to it. And they kind of pawed it off and said, it was normal and it happens to everyone and don't worry about it. And what did I know at the time? I was 27. I'm not a doctor. But as soon as they administered the dye, I immediately left my body. And people that have near-death experiences, there's a lot of similarities and there's a lot of differences. Because everyone's experience is a little bit different. It's based on what they're supposed to be going through at the time. So I did not see a tunnel of light. I immediately went into the light and was swept away and on the other side immediately. And I have come to learn that the level that I made it to was the lowest level of heaven. It's called the fifth dimension. And less than 10% of the people that have an NDE get to that level and have a full life review, which I had. And it's literally like sitting in the front row of an IMAX theater and you see this movie playing out in front of you, which is everyone that you loved, everyone that meant something special to you, every important moment you had, anything that brought you joy. It's just amazing. And, and I was kind of dumbfounded watching it and I'm watching everything play out below and I see them working on my body and I can hear the nurses talking, you know, outside the room at the nurse's station and, you know, things going on, you know, in the hallway below and, and then I heard a voice behind me tell me that it was not my time. I could stay if I wanted to, or I could go back. It was my choice. And I really had to consider it because it's just so amazing on the other side. You only take two things with you when you go. And it's not your body. That stays here. You take with you your knowledge. And as you get there, you're accessing the knowledge of all of your lifetimes because you're just pure energy and it's your soul. And you take with you your feelings, not emotions, because that's an expression of your feelings, but your feelings. And all, the only thing that I felt at the time on the other side was pure love. And for the longest time, I thought all you took was that feeling of love. But doing the work that I do, I understand that that's not the case. There are people on the other side that are still angry and hurt. You take your feelings with you. So if you're living a life of love and you have a heart full of love, then that's what you're going to be feeling on the other side is that love. 
And then I realized that I was supposed to be here for my children. And at the time, I'd only had two of my three. So I came back and I'm grateful that I did because I wouldn't have had my third one. And he's also the love of my life. <laughs> of course he is. Of course he is. And he, you came back because he was destined to be your son. And exactly. that was important. Um, but I, I wanted to ask you, because I've heard reports when you have the near-death experience or when you have the life review, that sometimes during the course of that life review, you take on the um, feelings and stuff of somebody that you had wronged in, in your life. I don't know if that happened to you or not. It did not happen to me, and I've never heard anyone tell me that that has happened to them. So, again, everyone has a little bit different of an experience based on what's supposed to be happening to them at the time. It's possible that that person wasn't staying at all and they only brought them up there for a specific message. That's a possibility as well. That could, that could be. And we don't know oftentimes what the reasons are that we you left. And um, it's good that you came back because you've got a lot to do and you're helping a lot of people now. So True. That's, that's really well, important. What I have found out is that we do write this life. We write the whole plan out. There's no accidents. Everything happens when it's supposed to. And we can write exits into our life. So that was an exit that I had written in to my life plan that I could have taken because I had a very challenging and difficult life. So if I wanted to go, I had written that in knowing that I had planned a difficult and challenging life and saying, maybe I don't want to stay this long. And I could have taken it. The only exit that is never written into your life plan would be to take your own life. That is not acceptable and is never written into your life plan. And before you can reincarnate and come back again, they've got to figure out why you did that. Because you basically just quit the game of life. And, you know, the angels have to scramble and fix every connection that you are now supposed to have with other people while you were here. Isn't it an amazing thing when you think about it? Because there's free will involved as well. But when you're living your life and the way things are planned out I, and in hindsight i can see how things were planned out in my life how i met a met an individual who who pushed me into doing something that changed my life or an, an, another person took put me in a position where i had to make a decision that changed my life and then they just went away it's kind of like we had this this contract on the other side that said, okay, this is what's going to happen. You're going to meet you, you and we're going to do this. And then, then you're going to go away and, and do whatever else you need to do. But this is how you, you absolutely did. You absolutely did. And it's, it's just a very complicated game is what it is, to be honest. And no the way. only free will that you really have, you know, the universe wants you to think you have free will. The only free will that you really have is to delay the lessons that you came here for. You can delay them to the next lifetime if you want. And so what happens is the universe will offer you door number one, two, or three. You go through door number one. Maybe you get married, you have some children, you get divorced. You're in front of door one, two, and three again. Most people are going to take door one again. They're going to go through, get married, have some more kids, get divorced again. Be in front of door one, two, and three again. If they learn the lesson that they were supposed to be learning, and that's why I wrote this book, All's Fair in Love and Karma, if they learn the lesson, they're not going to take door one again. They're going to take door two or door three. Because that's the path they're supposed to be on. If they didn't it, learn it, they'll keep repeating it. Well, you know, and uh, a lot of us do that. We date the same people in a different suit. We get married to the same things. We t and you know what's so insidious about it, June, is that 
that you don't even know you're doing it until it's too late <laughs> and it's already then it smacks you on the side of the head and you're like i had no idea i thought this right. one was really different but it turns out they weren't but you know what sometimes you're not supposed to see it what i learned is that I'll give you a great example. I was married to my first husband. I was very much in love with him, had my two children, and he had been having affairs on me for almost three solid years. I had no idea. There was a veil that was over it that I was not supposed to see it. And as soon as my third child was born, he was literally weeks old. And it was like a light bulb went on. And I said, oh, my God, I think he's cheating on me. And then I started looking and everything lined up. And you, you know, you're supposed to know when you're supposed to know. If I'd found out earlier, I would not have had my third son with him. And he was destined to be here. So that's the other thing that they do is they put that veil over you. So you only, you, you don't see what you're not supposed to see. And you don't know what you're not supposed to know until you're supposed to know it. <laughs> now that's complicated <laughs> all by itself. <laughs> it can be. Absolutely. And but so people shouldn't people shouldn't feel like they're guilty or they're stupid or they regret the things that they did. They shouldn't because everything happens the way it's supposed to happen. And everyone is exactly where they're supposed to be at any given time. Honestly. You know, one of the things that uh, in, I've been doing of late, I'd like your opinion on it, please, is there's something that I've been uh, uh, saying I've been rattling around in my head, which is know your greatness meaning that that all of us are born great and we spend our formative years figuring out why we're not great and having people tell us why we're not great but then are the rest of our lives we spend trying to understand why we're really here and what we're here to do and that we are great but we don't, and we don't think that we're great, and so it's a grand adventure that we go on. In it's almost like we're in search of who we really are, and some of us spend multiple lifetimes trying to figure that out at the same time. Am, am I? Does that make any sense at all to you? So you know, things change constantly. Okay, if you want to go back a few thousand years ago, everyone has psychic ability and mediumship ability. Thousands of years ago, it was commonplace. You know, kids, you know, they'd know where their kids were and just, hey, it's dinner time, mental telepathy, and the kids would come in. Same thing, the father would come in from the field. Um, they'd automatically know if something was wrong because they were tapped into that and they were taught how to develop it. And as years go by, people are afraid of that because now you have a collective that has, you know, can do something that you don't want them to do. So everyone is born and they are the only one of them that is ever put here, okay? This is where our lesson of self-worth comes in. And when you're a child, you trust the universe. You, you, you trust your parents. You trust that everything's going to be supplied for you, right? Your diapers are going to be changed. Their food's going to be brought to you. Everything's going to come to you, right? Until they start getting a little bit older and they start being told, no, you can't eat now. No, you can't have that now. No, you need to wait for that. And suddenly it's like, oh, is it going to come? Was it, you know, and they, they start to change and get a little bit more jaded. And it's the same thing with our self-worth. You know, maybe you've got a parent that tells you that you're worthless. You know, my own dad would tell me that women have no value. The only thing you're good for is sex and having babies. That's, that's a woman's worth. And that's what I grew up with. So 
you know, you struggle and you try to overcome that and prove that you are worthy and you have value, right? But the reality of it is every single solitary one of us is worthy and we have to learn our own self-worth. And that's not the value that someone else places upon you. Right. It's understanding that, again, you are the only one of you. How special is that, that the universe needed you and they put you here, just one of you. It's not narcissistic. It's not selfish to put yourself first. It's where everything else comes from. If you can't take care of yourself, you're not going to be here to take care of anybody else. And it's the same thing with being happy. Everybody's like, oh, I'll be happy when, you know, he doesn't make me happy. She doesn't make me happy. No one has that kind of power to do anything like that to you or for you. You are responsible for your own happiness. And when you are happy, that joy ping pongs off of everyone else around you. That's how it, it works. It can change the vibration of everybody that, that you it come will. in contact with. Yeah, absolutely. It will. It's it's so it's so important that we recognize that because you know I did I was doing some research, and do you know how difficult it when we look at a baby that's a couple of years old, how difficult it was from the moment of prior to conception, for that baby to actually be here, I mean that that one soul, uh, there there are like I don't know like a a million uh, a sperm go to one egg. And 85% of those do not survive. And then 200 or 2.5 million children die in the first week of life on this planet still. That's a horrible statistic, but it's true. And so just by the virtue that you're here, you're a champion already. Would that be, would you believe, would you say that? You know what? Every, every baby is a miracle. Okay, yeah. every baby, when you think so, they've scientists have done uh, experiments and they have done it with cameras on even a petri dish when they have the sperm um, penetrate the ovum, and there's a spark of energy that happens. And I believe that is the God spark at that point when the soul enters that yeah. entity. And you know, they've never been able to figure out, and I don't think they ever will, how to actually grow. A child they can put them in a petri dish but they cannot tell the cells when to divide and how to make arms and how to make legs and what happens is there's timing involved so certain parts of your body grow for a certain time and then they shut off they'll never be able to figure that out if you have, if an embryo continued to grow at this at the same rate that it started out with in the first six weeks for the entire nine months the baby would be born like 180 pounds <laughs> seriously he wouldn't that be born. is a miracle <laughs> that is a miracle in itself <laughs> it, it, it is and we, it is just an amazing thing the kind con, the concept of life as we know it to become a human being to be here and the it is so special for us to be here that it we don't value many of us don't value what what we are and who we can be well, what people have to realize is this is a very temporary situation. And if you think of a young child, they don't have the experience as an adult does to know that the kids that are bullying them in school and being mean to them, wait a minute, snap of a finger, that's going to change next week and you're going to be the, somebody's hero, right? Because uh, maybe you helped somebody get an A on a test. 
these are all temporary situations. And as an adult, you can see that. As a child, you can't. But even as an adult here, you have to understand your whole existence here is a temporary situation. It's like the movie Avatar. You know, your soul is inside this body for a short period of time. You came back here to accomplish a few things. You came back to collect your karma, to pay your debts, to have a little mini vacation. Because on the other side, you can't smell, you can't taste, you can't have sex, right? You can enjoy all those things with a body. And in the grand scheme of things, you're on the other side for hundreds of thousands of years. You're here for less than 100. If you're lucky, maybe 100. And people have to understand that everything that's happening in your life, you can choose to look at it from a negative perspective or a positive perspective. Because if you look at back at your entire life, you can see how everything in your life connected to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And some of the things as you were going through them, you thought they were horrible and just terrible. But after that happened, because everything in the universe has to stay in balance, if you went something through something terrible, something amazing happened on the other side of that. And if you look at your life, I guarantee you, you will see that. That is so true. I went through what I like to call my bad country music song, period. <laughs> my dad died. My dog died. I lost my house. My wife left. You know, all of the all those things that are in a bad country music song, they all seem to like line up and happen to me within like a three or four year period. But it those things, as it turns out, were necessary to take me to the next place of where I could go, which then led me to the step of, of do, going back to the radio. Um, it's, it's, it's amazing how we don't have a 50,000 foot view of our life, but there are others that are on our behalf that are working for those things, including angels and, and guides and that kind of stuff. Is that, Absolutely. is that? Okay. It's very true. And if you, and if you can start getting in touch with your own soul, you can start to get that 50 foot view yourself. And stop being stuck in the quagmire and getting dragged down. You know, rise above and understand that everything that's happening in your life is not happening to you, but it's happening for you. Everything on the other side, all the angels, all the guides, all the people that they put in your life here, believe it or not, are here to help you become the best version of you and help you achieve all the goals and dreams that you put into your life plan that you came here for. And if you don't do it this time, You'll do it next time or the time after that. It's up to you, um, which, which is really an empowering thought. Um, we have the ability to do really to do anything that we like. But sometimes it takes working with someone like you who can help us get through some of the things that, that, that may seem overpowering to us. Um, it's very true. It's like anything in life. You didn't know how to write cursive until you went to school and they taught you how to write cursive, right? You didn't know how to learn a second language until you went and found someone to help you learn a second language. That's yes. anything in life. When the student is ready, the teacher will appear. And that's my goal is to try to help people understand the pieces that are missing in life. And you may not understand everything that I'm saying right now, but down the road, something will click. And miracles happen every day in people's lives. You just have to recognize it and see it. And the more you see it and the more you recognize it, the more miracles will happen in your own life. It's pretty amazing when you, when you look at it from that, that aspect of be looking for it because it's right around the corner. 
So I'll give you a great example. I was at lunch today with my girlfriend and she said to me, oh, I've been living in Florida for a couple of years. You know, I've never seen a manatee out in any of the, the rivers. I'm like, you're kidding me? They're all over the place. <laughs> it gets cold out and you practically walk across the river on them. <laughs> no, I would really like to see a manatee. And she's been learning about manifesting and um, law of attraction. And within two minutes, a girl comes running down the deck. Oh, my God, it's a manatee. And she gets up and she goes and she looks. Not only is it a giant manatee, but there's also a baby manatee right next to her. She was thrilled. And this is how it works. They want to bring you the experiences and the things that you're asking for. You just have to understand it, believe it, and look for it. And that can be a billboard that you see or a song that plays on the radio or a book that you pick up in a bookstore that just reaches out to you and says, here, buy me. Um, Those are signs and messages to put you on the path that you're supposed to be on. They're always trying to point you in the direction and give you arrows. Go this way. Do this. And But when we come back from this break, I want to ask you how you get in tune with that because it's really important that they can be talking to their blue in the face, but if you're not listening, they can't get through to you. So uh, June is going to help us give us some, some tips on ways that you can, it can get through to you of what you're supposed to be doing, not supposed to be doing, but what you'd like to do and the plan that you set for yourself, if that makes any sense at all. But I think it does. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> we're, we're talking with a June Edward, go to her uh, website, which is juneedward.com. And um, she's got speaking engagements. She's got workshops. She's got services. It's, 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 it, there's a lot of stuff for you to go through there. And we'll be, we, you're listening to Positive Talk Radio, and we will be right at the bank after we have a c- real quick commercial break. So don't go anywhere. Thank you to our dedicated fans. We are updating our live on-air schedule to make it super easy for you to hang out with us five days a week, Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We broadcast on YouTube, Facebook, and live on Fridays with Kixie 880 AM Seattle Live. You can find our library to binge all the podcast platforms. We can't wait to see you at 3 p.m. Monday through Friday, starting September 4th, Labor Day 2023. Hello, everybody. If I could have your attention, please, I have an important announcement to make just for you. As you may know, PTR is heard and seen on radio, KKNW, and now Kixie, several websites, podcasts, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and most social media. At PTR, we believe in working together to make the world a better place, and because you're listening, we know that you're dedicated to the same. So we'd like to support your efforts by offering an outstanding multimedia package for you at a deeply discounted rate. As our partner, you'll receive commercial creation, both video and audio, at least 10 commercial plays per week, a monthly show to highlight your business and passion, exclusive website positioning with links, video shorts for social media, commercial plays on all shows, podcasts, KKNW, and Kixie. Your commercial is embedded into each episode and as a podcast is sent to over 50 different platforms. All shows are performed live and sent to Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, and stay there forever. Your podcast episodes are provided to you to use as you see fit. This one-time offer is only $250 a week, based on a 13-week commitment, and as our partner, we are vested in your success, and we'll do everything in our power to make it happen. However, there are limited spots available, so don't hesitate. 
please email me at kevin at kmmedia.pro. And let's get the ball rolling. When you want to say more than words communicate, you can with flowers. Your custom boutique floral studio in Bothell, Washington is anaturaldesign.com, connecting you to nature through the language of flowers. Where your people are is where our flowers are beautiful. Your success is our goal. anaturaldesign.com at your fingertips today. Hey there, I would personally like to thank you for making Positive Talk Radio part of your day. Whether you like podcasts or the radio show, we're glad to have you along. I'd love to hear from you with thoughts about the show and ways that we can make it even better. You are the reason we do these shows, because the more people we can touch, the better we can make the planet and our time here just magnificent. Please contact me, Kevin, at kmmedia.pro with any thoughts, comments, or suggestions. And thank you for being in my dream. And welcome back to Positive Talk Radio. See, that wasn't too bad. Just a couple minutes, and hopefully they were entertaining and all that kind of good stuff. In, in any event, we're talking with June Edwards. She is a psychic medium. She is a relationship mastery expert, and she's an all-around good gal who's been through a lot and understands even more than that. And one of the things that, um, because of the holidays and because of who you are and how many people you worked with and 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 talking to their uh, loved ones who have passed on and, and things. I wanted to bring this up, um, and that is this, is that um, Christmas can be a wonderful time, but it also can be a time when a lot of people choose to exit the planet. And, and some people, I have a good friend of mine that uh, lost her cousin on Friday night, uh, which was two days before Christmas and, and stuff. Can you kind of give us a little bit of insight why does that happen? Is that by the individual's design, by the universe's design? And would they please knock it off? Because I lost my dad on <laughs> December 30th, and it would have been nice if he'd hung around a little longer, if you know what I mean. So I lost both my parents a few years ago. They died on the same day, the same age, one year apart, December 21st. Oh and my, my. Sister was, my sister was a few years earlier than that on December 14th. So what you have to understand is the universe doesn't recognize time. The universe doesn't recognize holidays. That's all part of our 3D existence down here. They don't recognize any of that in the grand scheme of things. It's all part of the play that we have here. So it just happens to work that way. And you should celebrate the fact that, you know, they were here for as long as they were, that they were in your life, the good memories that you have. And that they're still watching over you from the other side because all they did was leave the body behind. You know, I've had friends that the parents were getting older and they didn't want them to die. And they're begging them, please don't die. Stay with me. And the parents were in pain. And you could see that they were in pain and they really didn't want to go, but they didn't want to let the child or their children down. And, you know, I had to explain to them, it's like telling them they don't want them to retire to Disney World. It's so amazing on the other side, and they're not stuck in this body that's causing them pain. So it's difficult to lose people that you love. It's tough on us. It's not tough on them, really. 
unless it's, you know, unless you're still stuck grieving. If you're still stuck grieving, then they literally will live vicariously through us and they'll be grieving on the other side because you're grieving. Every time you think of them, they're here. Thoughts of things, where your thoughts go, your energy flows. And this is the reason that I bring through the people that I bring through because all you have to do is think about them and they show up immediately. So that they are always around you. They're still, their love is still there. It's just that you can't physically touch them. That's the only difference. They can touch you. They can hear you. They can see you. All of that good stuff. And the, isn't the truth of the matter in the in the work that you've done that when somebody crosses to the other side, what they want most of anything is for you to be happy? And being in deep grief prevents you from being from living your life fully and being happy. And that's all that they know that they're okay. They want, Well, it also prevents them. It prevents them on the other side. Let's say, you know, let's say somebody passed away and they really wanted to spend their life traveling and they never got that opportunity. Well, now that they're on the other side, they don't have a body. They can spend their time traveling. They'll go to Paris. They'll go to, you know, Australia, and they literally will live vicariously through people. If they like to fish, they'll be out in the middle of the ocean on a fishing trawler with, you know, people helping them, you know, they're just fishing with the other people. They literally live vicariously through us. But if you're here grieving, you will literally, their energy is literally stuck to you grieving as well. They're just sitting there crying with you, literally. So it's, it's better for them if you get over your grief. And, and exactly. to work through it and then to live your life to the best, because that's what they really want us to do is to live our lives to the best of our ability until it's, uh, by the way, in, in case you don't know um, this, um, everybody does, you know, I don't know, die at one point or another. And, and yeah. so we, it's important for us to live our life as full as we can until that day comes and it will come for all of us, even though I don't think it'll come for me. I'm going to live forever. Well, we all get out alive. We just don't get to get out with our bodies. They'll stay behind. <laughs> well, which is, which is perfectly okay because I could use a new one of those. I've kind of used yeah. it. They wear out. Yeah, they wear out. We really want to be dragging this around forever once it's worn out. It's really a nice feeling once it's not there anymore. Now, in, in the work that you did and your near-death experience, uh, give us a really – an. an and I know that you wanted to come back because of your kids and because of what was happening in your life. But was there a moment when you were saying, do I or do I not? I, I really this- had to think about it. I really, let me tell you, it is just so incredible on the other side. I really had to think about whether or not I wanted to come back. And I wasn't coming back for anyone else or anything else other than my children. That was it. And that's, you know, a mother's instinct, I guess. But. I just knew that that was one of the biggest reasons that I had come here to begin with was for my children, or I would have stayed on the other side. And I'll tell you that most, a lot of people that have had near-death experiences commit suicide. Because, and I almost did myself. Because we have a hard time recreating that feeling from the other side again. I wasn't able to do it when I came back originally. Until I started learning how to meditate, and connecting with my soul and the, and the part of my soul that it is on the other side in the fifth dimension, I couldn't get that feeling. It's a high without being, it's a, it's a natural high. It's the highest high you'll ever have. And everybody has that ability through meditation to connect with their soul and have that feeling again. 
and they tell me that it's just pure love, uh, only at a level that we have trouble understanding. It's there. There are not words. There really are not words in any language that I know of to describe for you the feeling, that amazing feeling of being on the other side. It's, it's like, you know, if you took a warm blanket on the coldest day and wrap yourself in it when you were high as a kite, maybe that's about it. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> you know, you know, June, I just had a thought and I'm, I'm curious. I'd love, love your opinion on this, but how many people do you think go through exactly what you went through and were given that choice? Do you want to stay or do you want to go back? And I so, wonder how many of them said, no, I'm staying. And then they died. I don't know, but there are people that do statistics on NDEs. And that's how I know that less than 10% of the people that have died get to the level that I went to and had a full life review. And I don't know how many people stayed, you know, it's, it's a real toss up. It's a tough decision. If you don't have something really important to come back here for, because it's just so incredible on the other side. And, and some people have said that uh, they were told that they had more work to do and which is also in your case, because you had another child uh, that needed to, to have a mom and, and stand to grow up with and stuff. So it was important that you came back. Um, very few people that make it to that level as well out of that 10%, a lot of them are not offered the choice to come back. They're not told that they have a choice. They're told that they cannot stay. They have to come back. Oh, yes. <laughs> and that's, and that's why they're a little put out when they come back. <laughs> I would think. Yeah. <laughs> At least I know I made the choice. <laughs> yeah, Cause like, what do you mean? I got to go back. I don't want to exactly. go back there. It, it's because everything that I've been told, you, this is a very, very hard existence, um, being a human being on the on the planet versus uh, the other side. It's it's a it's a hard thing to do. So it's it's only hard because it's your perspective. If you stop taking everything so damn seriously in your life, it's not going to be so hard. It won't. People create their own drama. They create their own problems. Look at television. It's called programming for a reason. And they have these live shows that on there. Everything's all um, like the Cardassians and Survivor started with a live thing. And it's just all, isn't there enough drama in people's lives? They have to have more? Really? I, I don't watch I don't watch TV. I don't watch this stuff. It's like, really? Why? life is so amazing without getting sucked into problems they're not even real i you know i used to be a news junkie and i watched the news all the time uh cnn msnbc fox all of them i can't watch them anymore it, it, it is brainwashing the the negativity yeah. is so palpable that i can't even um digest it anymore because it's like I don't, I can create whatever I choose to in this life, but creating negativity ain't one of them. I've done that. I don't want to do that again. And one of the biggest problems too is now that we have cell phones, right? Everybody, oh, okay. instant gratification. I want to hear from you now. I'm, my face is stuck in there all the time. I know people will spend literally 12, 14 hours a day on social media. So you have no real interaction with another human being. You have no face-to-face -face contact. You have no physical contact. And that's a horrible thing. 
you know, the older people get, the hotter it is, especially if they've lost a loved one to have physical contact in their life. But everybody needs that. So take that to heart. It's the holiday season. If you've got one parent left or two parents left, go give them a hug. They need that physical contact. Everybody needs that. And you just don't know. I've said this before on the show. My mother passed away two years ago. Um, and she played bridge on see. I, I need to explain myself. Bridge is a game. It's a card game that older people play. And I don't even think younger people have any idea what that is. But she she went and she played bridge. And you you play with, you know, like four of the ladies or whatever. And, and you bet a little bit. And, and it's kind of your guilty pleasure. And, and she did that on Wednesday and went out to dinner on Thursday. And they found her dead on Saturday morning um it's so it was a complete what a great surprise. way to go what a great way to go she didn't she was, suffer she enjoyed herself all the way to the end what a great way to go she was 90 years old and uh when we went up there she was still there and she was peaceful uh she was on her bed the bible because she was she loved to read the bible and the bible was open on the bed and it was so it was just like she was there and she put down the book and she was gone yeah what a way to go i know <laughs> it's not it's not fair dang it <laughs> because some of us have to it's why june do some of us is it so difficult for us to leave and some of us it's so easy um so do you mean why do people go in difficult situations like drowning or burning and things like that uh, um, yeah, well, yeah and and also you know like some people that that get sick and but it takes them years of being sick so it has to do with being stubborn with stubborn people you know a oh. lot of people are very a lot of people so again you know you have the soul in your body that's really you but we all have a brain in our head right most people and that brain is nothing more than a computer Okay, but it has a specific job. Your brain's job is to protect you. How does it do that? It does it by creating fear. Okay, fear and stubbornness are one and the same. They're one and the same. You know, and, you, you have no idea how much sense that makes. Yeah, and they're stubborn because they're fearful and they won't die. I know my ex-husband used to tell me how his grandmother refused to die. And she lied in her bed, not being able to move, having to be fed. This is going back probably 50, 60 years ago when they would just send you home. And she lived like that for 10 years because she was so stubborn and refused to die. So, you you know, your brain can make you hang on because you're living in that fear. Well, and I suppose it depends also on your religious upbringing and what your current belief structure is, because if if you're concerned that you're going to go to hell, then you probably do want to hang on for all life is worth. So, you know, that's a terrible thing, too, because this is why we have so many ghosts, lower vibrational entities that are literally stuck here. And I, it's not my calling to work with all of them. If you could see what I see, it's like watching an episode of The Walking Dead. They're all over the place. They'll hop in your car at a stop sign because they can't move any faster than you and I. But the majority of them are stuck here because they're afraid to go into the light. They're afraid to be judged. They're afraid of what's on the other side. They're afraid it's really hell. It's not heaven. It's fear that's keeping them here, which is really, really sad for the most part. 
I mean, every now and then I'll run across a small child that's literally died from fever or something a hundred years ago, and they're looking for their mom. And they're just wandering the earth looking for their parents. Where are they? Where are they? And when I move them into the light, immediately they're reunited. But they're stuck, but most of them are stuck here out of fear. A lot of them that I've sent on are stuck here out of fear. Because they don't know what the future or what the other side brings. Or, um, you know, or they let someone, yeah, they don't know what, they all, you know, they're all, everybody's, you know, told, oh, if you don't behave yourself, you're going to go to hell, you're going to go to hell, you do something wrong, you're going to go to hell. No, the only people that I've found that have gone to hell at this point are someone who has taken someone else's life and has no remorse, or someone who has literally made a pact with the devil. That's it. Those are the only people that are going to hell. You're not going to go hell because somebody didn't like the decision that you made or the way you lived or the way you looked. It's not going to happen. I, I used to go to uh, breakfast with a, a gentleman and, and, the, and we became friends and, and um, he always prayed before we his meal. And he always, you know, had, and I asked him, do you go to church? He said, Oh no, no. I said, so why do you pray before your meal? And he said, well, because I'm praying because I'm not taking any chances. Um, so, so it's all about being grateful. So that's the key to everything is being grateful. Think about it. You're an, say you're an employee. Okay. And you're always giving your boss a hard time. You're miserable. You're never happy. You don't like this. You don't like the job you got. You don't like the pay. You don't like this. He's going to avoid you. Yet you have another employee who's so grateful. Oh my God. Thank you, boss. I really appreciate you giving me the extra overtime. I really needed it. I really appreciate you, you know, putting me, giving me this new desk. Oh, I really love the new desk set. You're going to keep giving to that person, aren't you? Because they're grateful. You're going to avoid the one that's not very grateful, aren't you? And that's everything in life. The angels are going to give you more if you're grateful for what you have. The whole universe is the law of attraction. They're just going to keep piling you more with more things because you're grateful. Exactly. And gratitude is an important aspect of life. If you are grateful every day for the fact that, for one thing, you woke up, that's always something to be grateful for. <laughs> exactly. But you're you grateful know. for the food. You know, the, the Indians, the American Indians used to put food on a special um, platter that they had made and dyed. It was all part of their marriage ritual for most of the tribes. And they would bring it outside and then they would thank the universe and thank the God, thank God and thank whoever for helping them make the food, get the food. And then they would put it down on the ground for nature, for the animals to have. That's how they would they, show their gratefulness. They had an amazing culture. That that back then we didn't we didn't understand being being the dirty Western guys from from you know England or from the East we just didn't understand the culture, and they and they didn't understand ours. Just like wait a minute, let me understand this. You're going to put a fence up around land uh, that is free for everybody. That's 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 the universe's you know that's that's yeah. open range for everybody, and you're going to put a fence around it. They never got that. Um, but see, they, they, you know, they understand those types of things, though. So, for instance, I had to do a house clearing of a woman that had three properties that were Airbnbs. And they were unbelievably haunted because, you know, they didn't like the people coming and going. So when I got onto her property, it was an old Indian reservation. And it was it was a hunting ground. And it was full of the spirits and souls of the women and children 
being guarded by one brave. His job was to look after them when everyone else went hunting. And he was the one that was going into these Airbnbs and tormenting everyone in there because he thought they meant harm to the women and children. So I had to explain it to the people that own the property and told them every night before dinner, make sure that you have a tray and you go out and you thank them for allowing you to be on their property or on their land, that you mean them no harm and put the food down for nature. And as long as she did this, she had no problem at all. You wouldn't even know there was anyone there. And as soon as she stopped, it started right back up again. Isn't, <laughs> isn't that an amazing story? You are. And by the way, we're talking with June Edwards. She's got a bunch of amazing stories. You should give her a call and talk to her. She's she really is delightful. And go to her website, which is JuneEdward.com. And no, she's not related to John Edward, uh, but uh, she's every bit as talented in her own right as as John is. So um, and you also work with people and their relationships and and both the relationships that they have going on here and you can also work with them in the relationships of perhaps somebody that has passed that they didn't have a good relationship absolutely absolutely a lot of times people need closure from someone on the other side that they weren't able to get because the person passed away and if you need that closure here trust me that soul on the other side is still looking for the closure as well and it's it's important and because eventually you're going to want to settle that and be done with it so that everybody can move on. Is is that kind of true? Yeah. And enjoy their lives. I mean, I had a woman that um, she was in her eighties who came to see me and wanted, kept wanting to talk to her son and the story's too long for the show. However, she thought she caused her son to commit suicide. And when we finally brought him through, he explained that he did not, it was an accident, but he'd been living in, you know, despair on the other side because he saw the trauma his mother was going through on this side for 40 years, believing that she caused him to kill himself. So mm. by bringing him through, I was able to clear the ear that it was actually an accident. She loved him very much. She didn't cause it to happen. He apologized to her that, you know, he, he made her think that she caused this. It was just an amazing, you know, reuniting of these two souls to clear that air. It's a sad thing she had to wait 40 years for that. So if you're if you're out there, don't wait 40 years. Go call June and and uh, and connect with her if you've got an issue. Um, and j- just so you know, she also does uh, Kashik Records uh, readings, and she does all kinds of things uh, on that you can access because she has been there. And is it true? And I think you told me that you can go there anytime you want to now i can so first let me explain that our soul is way too big for this body so some of it's stuffed in your body some of it is the aura that people see over your head and the majority of your soul is actually in the fifth dimension which is the lowest level of heaven so if you think of quantum physics at the speed of light it's over 300 million miles a second when i pass to the other side my soul my energy went into that light at that speed and then it came back into my body. So I believe that's the reason that I can connect so quickly to the other side. And I can go back and forth to the lowest level of heaven at will, to the fifth dimension. It's absolutely so can, amazing. So the Akashic Records are something that it's basically your book of life. It is. Yeah. And they're kept actually in the fifth dimension. Yeah. It, they kept it in. It's a big room, isn't it? 
Big building. When I was, yeah, when I go there, it is, it's, it's a huge building and it's all, it's like uh, alabaster um, columns and it's all white and the books are kept in like a tunnel that goes down. It's just incredible. And the same thing, they give me the book and I go off into a side room and it opens up like a 3D IMAX movie again. It's just incredible. That would be so much fun to do. There are there are moments in my life that I would like to to revisit. And, and, and I got to ask you, when you do that, is it possible? Do you have any idea? Is it possible for you to relive some of the best moments of your life here as if you're living through it at the at, like physically living through it? If you can do it yourself, absolutely. Um, but, you know, I choose not to do that because I really, you know, I've lived it once. Um, and I know that there's so much more coming. I don't want to keep getting stuck in my past, even though they were enjoyable moments. I just want to remember them. I don't want to keep on reliving them. I'm looking forward to what's still coming up. And what is still coming up? Do you have access to that information? Um, I, I do have access to some this again, there's some things I'm not supposed to know. So they're not about to tell me because what fun would it be? If I knew everything that was going to be happening, I wouldn't want to get out of bed in the morning, would I? Not this year. I can tell you. <laughs> you don't want to, you don't want need to tell us what's going to happen in November of 2024. I really don't want to know because uh, I'll just I'll wait and be surprised by what happens. There you go. There you um, go. <laughs> June Edward has been our guest. We've just got a moment left. If you'd like to take a moment to tell our audience anything that you would like them to know. So what I'd like to do is remind everyone that, you know, the holiday season is not the only season to be grateful for the things that you have and be kind to people. It seems like kindness is at a real minimum lately. And I notice going into stores, people are shorter, people driving, they're shorter. Take a deep breath. You know, if you get there two minutes later, it's not going to make a big difference. Say something nice to somebody. It might be the only kind word that they hear all day. Um, be kind to one another. Give each other a hug. <laughs> See, and I think that that's just brilliant, brilliant, because as as you may or may not know, I am in the show, every show with a particular saying, and I'll say that in just a couple of moments. But before I go there, I want to again thank June for being here. You are, you're delightful. Will you come back and see us? Absolutely. I love coming on your show. You're fantastic. I don't know. You, you ask the best questions. <laughs> I'm curious. And I do that because I like to, I like to put myself in the audience um, position and say, gee, if I were talking to June, this is what I'd like to know. And so I try and do that. So just keep sending me your positive vibes, ladies and gentlemen, and I'll keep <laughs> asking good questions. But, but June Edward has been our guest. Go to June Edward Calm. And I want to thank her for being here. We will be here again Friday at noon and then Friday at three on KIXI. So, and by the way, and this is where I say this, be kind to one another because each other's all we've got. We'll see you Friday. Thank you. <laughs>